Hello, Mama. This is Reaching Abundance. And today we're going to talk about what to do when you can't make the minimum payments. Yeah, I'm talking about that dreadful, rock bottom, I can't pay my bills kind of moment. I've been there before and lots of people are there now. We're going to talk through how to call your creditors, who to call first, what to do before you call, and what to say. Or maybe you didn't know you should call your credit cards when you're experiencing financial distress. Well, you do now. And I'm really excited to share all my tips, advice, and yes, even my own personal experience with you. As always, thank you very much for being here with me. If you're experiencing a rough patch financially, I want you to know that this is why I'm here. I want you to use my site, happyhealthyabundance.net, as a resource to help you through this tough time. I've purposely created articles to help walk you through step-by-step what to do toward debt freedom and ultimately toward an abundant financial situation. There are free budgeting downloads, printable debt-free worksheets, money mindset affirmations, printable cash flow calendars, and more ready and waiting to help guide you into a better financial position. If all else fails, find me on Instagram at Happy Healthy Abundance and DM me for help. Remember, abundance is possible for all of us, no matter where you are in which stage of life. Welcome to the Reaching Abundance podcast, where your host, Virginia Elder, shares helpful guidance for moms around positive mindset, creating simplicity, practicing true self-care, and most of all, money management. Her financial journey toward a better life blossomed into an insatiable desire for overall happiness and abundance. Hang out with her right here each week while she ditches the taboos around women and money, shares resources, educates, and financially empowers all the mamas. So you wake up one morning to notifications about problems processing your payment, and it hits you. Oh my gosh, we don't have any money. I can't pay the bills. What the heck am I going to do? Okay, so maybe it's not just like that. Maybe it's growing credit card balances and shrinking paychecks or a lost job or a series of massive expenses that lead up to the ultimate freakout moment. The details may differ in some way. The result is the same though. You've hit a new financial rock bottom. Now you're sitting there with your mind spinning. A million questions are running through your head around who to call, how to get money, what to say or do, and what to do first. How do I negotiate with my credit card companies? What do I say when I call my credit cards? How do I talk to creditors? What will happen to my account? What will happen to my credit? Will they sue me? How do I fix this? Where will I find the extra money? I know what you're thinking because I was there too. And I remember it so vividly. I can recall the exact feelings of panic and stress even to this day, even though it was nearly six years ago. Situations like this are conducive to overwhelm because multiple steps are needed to even begin to make progress toward rectifying your finances. Yes, 
You'll need to get creative about generating cash in order to have the money to pay the bills. But first, you need to call your creditors. So how do you know when to pick up the phone? As soon as you notice there will be a hiccup with your payment, and especially as soon as you see that you can't make the minimum payment this month, you need to be on the phone with your credit providers. First, I suggest taking a few deep breaths and logging into your bank and credit accounts. If you use a program like Mint or YNAB, which (laughs) I highly suggest those, to track and budget, I'd start there since that's where you can see everything on a single screen without logging into multiple accounts. As you scour the most recent statements, account balances, and terms, try to identify what went wrong. Was it simply not enough income? Was it frivolous spending? Is the cash there available, but some mistake prevented things from processing? Have you been spending like you make 100 k when you really only bring home 50 If you've recently had hours cut or lost your job, then the answer is obvious and you can move forward with making the phone calls. Now, I get it. These days, we prefer little to no contact and you might just be hoping you can text or email or use that little bot chat that's on their website. But trust me, this requires a little more of a personal touch and you need to pick up that phone and call. It's best to talk to a customer service rep before you've missed a payment, and especially before that 30-day past due mark. Although it's much easier to hide in our shame and fear, don't wait. Don't be afraid or defensive. Remember, the person on the other end of the call is a human too, and is likely going to try to help you. So why should you call your credit cards? Although I understand making a phone call to someone to explain why you can't pay them might seem intimidating. This is one of those issues you should be proactive about and address head on. Remember, these customer service reps deal with this every day and have heard it all. Someone somewhere has faced a similar hardship. If you don't call, no one can help you. If you do call, the possibilities are endless. There are several things you can ask for that, if granted, might help you through and beyond this situation. You can request to have the minimum payment waived or reduced, temporarily lower or suspend monthly payments, lower the interest rate, remove or suspend late fees, and even apply for a hardship or forbearance plan if you qualify. You never know what options the creditor might have access to on their end, so be ready to listen as much, if not more, than you're prepared to talk. They may have internal deferment or forbearance programs for customers experiencing specific hardships. Creditors with which you have a long history of on-time payments might even be more willing to work with you just based on your loyal status. If you're concerned about suffering a dip in your credit score, a negative mark on your credit report, or about a creditor being upset with you, acknowledge that fear and plan to call them anyways. This is exactly why you're proactively making the phone call to prevent the situation from getting worse and potentially scarring your flawless history. Creditors want to hear from you before your account or your credit gets messed up. 
They want to retain you as a customer, which means helping you find a resolution for your current issue and keeping your account in good standing. So before you make the call, there are a few things that you want to do. The caller, you, who's most informed, has a greater likelihood of success. It helps if you know your balance, the interest rate, any introductory or promotional terms like 0% deals and their expiration date, the minimum payment requirement, and your available credit or your credit limit. When you call, have your account pulled up on the computer, your most recent statement in front of you, plus a notepad where you can record the details you talk about. Set aside at least 30 minutes per creditor you need to call and separate your calls with time to step outside, eat, or whatever you have to do to shake it off in between conversations. It's okay to be stressed, feel foolish, or even hate this process, but it's not okay to allow this to affect your ability to communicate clearly or take out anger on an unsuspecting call center employee. Be prepared to listen well, consider options, and negotiate. Remember, this is a two-way conversation, not a demand session or an opportunity for harassment from either party. The credit card representative may ask you questions in order to get a better understanding of what level of assistance you might qualify for. Now that you're with me and you've concluded that a phone call is required and you understand that there's potentially help available, you need to know what to say. You want to use the correct wording, the right verbiage, and basically know how to get the results you want. But wait, what results do you want? The answer to this is completely up to you and also imperative to the conversation. When you opened your accounts or your tracking app, like Mint, or your budgeting app, like YNAB, what did you see? What conclusion did you make? Is this a temporary hiccup for this month? Or might you need multiple months of assistance? Can you pay a reduced value this month? Or can you not make the minimum payment at all? Would a reduced interest rate be helpful? And what is your plan to get past this. Pretend to be a detective and arrive at the answers to these questions based on your credit report, your account statements, and your expected and previous income levels before calling your creditors. Now, I understand calling your credit card companies is no easy task. It's going to require patience, lots of automated prompts, and your ability to repeat your story and your request to one gatekeeper after another until you reach a customer service rep who can actually help you. The last thing you want to do is lay out your 10-minute saga to someone who doesn't even have the authority to make account adjustments. So before launching into your full story, have a shorter version prepared. Maybe it goes something like this. Hello? I'm calling today because I'm in a strenuous financial position and I'd like to request adjustments to the terms on my account. Are you able to make adjustments to the minimum payment or the interest rate on my credit card? If they say yes, then feel free to make your case and explain your story. If they say no, 
then politely ask for a manager or a representative who has the authority to assist with financial hardship. When you do successfully reach an account manager, you'll need to summarize how you arrived in this situation, what will help you, what you're asking them to adjust on your account, and how quickly you'll be back on your financial feet. Again, be prepared to listen well, consider options, and negotiate. You might want to have answers prepared for the following creditors' questions. How did you get here? How long is the financial strain expected? What is your current ability to pay? What will increase your ability to pay in future months? And what other obligations do you have? As an account representative asks you these questions, they are trying to figure out if you have a plan, if more money is going to be able to come, if you can make any amount of a payment right now, and if you can't, what's the time frame we're talking about? Do your best not to get defensive. These questions might be tough to answer, but the more realistic you are with yourself about the struggle you're facing, the more clearly you can communicate the severity of your problem to the rep, which also makes it more likely that the arrangements you guys make can actually help you. As an example, if you called me asking for a reduced interest rate and I was the customer service rep, you explained that you'd lost your income. I'd proceed to ask you why you think a reduced rate will help. Because in my mind, the better solution might be a couple of months deferred payments, plus a temporary account freeze so that no further interest can accrue while you're searching for a job. If you can't pay the minimum payment this month, say so. Be firm yet positive. You could say something like this. I cannot make the minimum payment this month, but I do want to keep my account and pay my debt as soon as possible. What can we do? This leads it open to negotiation, to options, to each party presenting ideas toward a solution. Since you have no idea what kind of account options they have access to, it's important to remain open, answering questions about your finances while also remaining firm that you need help. Help facilitate that two-way conversation by asking open-ended questions and listening as much as you speak. So, you know you need to call your credit cards at this point, but what might happen? What are the potential negative effects of raising the red flag and saying, hey, there's a problem? I touched on this before, but one of the issues might be that you get the runaround. Expect lots of no's. Expect to be passed from rep to rep put on hold, asked if you can call another number, referred to debt management companies, and things like that. Be polite, persistent, and patient. Determination is the key. Don't sit there and finally get to a rep and then they say no, and then you say, okay, thanks, bye. That's not going to move you towards your goals, and that's not going to get you any help. Of course, there's a possibility that you'll wind up talking with a grumpy or a difficult creditor some time during this process. And the likelihood of that might increase based on how many cards you have to call. Remember, you don't deserve to be belittled or harassed. If you get someone who's having a bad day, 
Simply hang up and call back if you feel you're being given unnecessary negativity. It's likely that someone else in the call center will answer your next call and they'll probably be more helpful. When you prepare yourself mentally to receive pushback, you'll be pleasantly impressed when you do get a yes or when you reach a helpful rep. Now, even if you're successful at requesting deferred or reduced minimum required payments, a lower interest rate, or fee removal, you need to be aware of other potential consequences as well. Assistance may only be available if you agree to have your available credit limit lowered, your card frozen, or your account closed. This protects you from racking up even more debt and exaggerating the current problem. While you may not like these limiting circumstances, they are for you and your creditor's protection. Creditors still have to report something to the credit bureaus. So there is a chance that your account negotiations may prompt a flag on your credit report. If you haven't missed any payments and are being proactive about requesting help, a change in status should be avoidable. Be open with the credit card rep making the term adjustments and ask how and when your account status will be reported. Ask how to remain in good standing and what mistakes you'd have to make to mess this deal up. Do your best to learn what to do and what not to do. This is the best way to protect your credit score. Honestly, by the time I went from, oh, this is bad, but I can handle it, to holy moly, we can't pay the minimum payment, our card's credit limits were completely maxed out, and our credit score had been on a downward trend anyway. That's what happens when you're using more than half of your available credit. If this sounds similar to your current situation, don't waste your time stressing about your credit score. It's going to get worse before it gets better, and you're along for the ride whether you like it or not. Even back then, before my obsession with financial education, I knew that if I fixed things on the front end, my credit score would naturally adjust upward to reflect my good behavior. Focus on creating behaviors and habits that fix your finances up front by increasing your income, creating a budget and sticking to it, establishing an emergency fund, and following a debt payoff strategy. As you pay off your debt, your available credit will increase. Your payment history will show consistent and your credit score will naturally rise just like mine did as a reflection of positive behavior. Our score was in the 530s when our journey began, but three and a half years later, with $80,000 in debt paid off, our score was above 750. This was without any tricks, gaming the system, credit counseling, or any other ploys. As a side note, I want to highlight a few things. We never made over 100000 in income, and it took a full three and a half years from rock bottom to debt-free with lots of bumps and missteps along the way. We were committed for the long haul though, because I never wanted to feel that level of fear or panic again in my life. Follow the guidance that I've laid out here and in the show notes. I've also linked several other blog posts that should help you if you're facing this kind of situation. Follow these steps and your numbers will improve as well. Okay, so who do you call first? You might be calling everyone you owe or 
you might be deciding to only call a few accounts. This is completely dependent upon your own personal financial situation. If you've been laid off or experienced a medical emergency, for example, you might not be able to pay any of your bills. In this case, I'd advise you to notify everyone, including your utilities, landlord or mortgage company, and all loans and credit cards. If, on the other hand, you're just in a bind, but you still have foreseeable income, you're going to need to prioritize. The income you do have has to cover the necessities first. This includes the roof over your head, your basic utilities and groceries. Afterward, any additional money might cover transportation, cell phones, daycare, and other basic needs. From there, I'd start to identify secured versus unsecured credit lines and evaluate my options. I personally chose not to call our mortgage company or our car loan at the time because I planned on making those payments in addition to my utility bills no matter what. I decided to call every single unsecured line of credit, which for us that was all credit cards, because that's where I foresaw the most wiggle room. So I want you to remember this. Secured loans like mortgages, car notes, and basic utilities are always first. Those are your basic needs. From there, you might consider calling the unsecured debts like credit cards. Medical bills are absolutely last on the list. Here's a strategy for you. This helped me decide who to call in what order. Take a look at your creditors and look at the minimum payments due. Does any certain one or maybe a group of them stand out? For me, I drew a line and called any credit card whose minimum payment was over $100. Our total minimum payments due on all our credit cards back then totaled $800 a month. It's no wonder we couldn't afford them. And I quickly saw that if just half of them gave me some grace, we could squeak by. I'd choose two to three of your accounts that have either the highest minimum payment, an inconvenient payment due date, or the highest interest rate, and line those up as my first few phone calls. See what progress you can make with those before selecting a second group. Work in batches and evaluate your quote-unquote script and your progress after each call, adjusting as necessary. With each successful phone call, you've agreed to new terms a lower or suspended minimum payment or interest rate. And you should have notes reflecting your new account terms right there written down on your notepad. It's imperative you follow through. Make that new agreed upon minimum payment on or before the due date. Communicate with your creditors and stay organized. Keep your list of bills with due dates and amounts handy. And you could even try one of my favorite tools, the cash flow calendar which is available as a free download in the show notes. I truly believe we can have it all through intention, consistency, and being present in the moment. This week, edge a little closer to reaching abundance by setting aside some time to spend with your finances. You have a relationship with your money, whether you like it or not. And it's up to you to show up for your money as much as you want it to show up for you. This is your opportunity to dive into financial education. 
to learn from your mistakes and prepare your mind and your finances so that this never happens again. Take this chance to build a working budget, establish savings, and create valuable financial habits so that no future surprise ever threatens to take control of your life again. Over the next few days and months, you'll need to revisit your budget and continuously focus on ways to increase your income and simultaneously decrease your expenses. Keep in mind that any sacrifices you decide to make are temporary and for the specific purpose of flipping your finances from negative to positive. Maybe you aren't at the point where you're desperate and needing to call your credit cards to negotiate terms. If not, good. Let's make sure you don't get there. Start by ensuring the total amount spent each month is less than what you bring home in income. If you don't have savings set aside for an emergency, that should be an immediate focus. Again, there are articles on my site linked in the show notes that will guide you through every step of this process in detail. And if you want even more guidance and are interested in one-on-one financial coaching with me, I actually have two openings right now. Head over to the show notes at reachingabundance.com and schedule your free consult as soon as possible. Remember mama, even if you're drowning in debt and struggling, I believe in your ability to be resourceful, consistent, and that you can find abundance even in the midst of your journey. You can do this. I believe in you, Mama, and I look forward to talking with you again next time. 